Welcome into Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Joining you from glorious Blaine, Minnesota. <laughs> they didn't see that coming. They did not see that coming. We love to be at training in eastern Los Angeles, but we're here for the that, All-Star that's game. That is your political answer now. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. as far as it goes. It's Max and Vince joining you from All-Star Week. We are actually here in Blaine, which is the National Sports Center, where I got to broadcast and Vince got to witness the... MLS next all-star game. It's 17, 16, 15 year olds. Uh, he's got an LAFC Academy player here. Yep. Did okay. Ryan Ryan had, a, had a good shot on goal. Where we're seeing that next generation, which is still very new. And I'm, this will be our launching point for the podcast. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's very exciting because everyone wants to see the next big thing, right? And it, we might have seen him here. Uh, Brian McBride. Uh, uh, I was, Ernie Stewart. Ernie Stewart. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ernie. I'm, I'm, should know that he's a legend. Brian McBride, Ernie Stewart was here. I saw Nick Romano, um, Taylor Twelman, Javi Morales, mm -hmm. all the guys. Uh, well, that was Javi Morales. That was Javi Morales. Okay. He was I coaching thought... the Eastern All-Stars because he's yeah. affiliated with Inter-Miami. But uh, you take these opportunities because I guarantee you that you might have said you might have seen him. You might have said this is oh, I remember seeing him when he was 15. That's yeah. a good feeling. I don't know if anyone's going to believe this, but I'm going to I'm trying to be I'm being completely honest with you. This has been the best part of All-Star for me. Why? What what happened? Uh just these kids and seeing the the, oh, okay. you said, the, gotcha. the talent coming through and also it's um i will say this looking around not just having you and, and jamie do the call uh but the amount of cameras they use like mls it took was. this very seriously uh, i'd say if you got to watch at home you were probably like wow that was really good this was almost a full mls broadcast for a youth game um and then the talent on the field the talent in the stands like and it, it was just you know all-Star games are all about pomp and circumstance. Yes, and this is an actual tangible thing. Yeah, and of course you and I, we're, we're celebrities and we're known for being, you know, wanting to be a part of that, but we're, we're actually just normal guys and we, we appreciate the real substance and product. And I'm not saying the All-Star game is in a substance and product, but it's a lot about front facing and glitz and glamor. And this was pure football. I mean, we've got, we got the uh, 1974 Holland PK goal. <laughs> they did a little trick. Uh, the East was down a goal, and then they got the penalty, and it was Adam Perlman, who's for Toronto FC, slotted the ball over to uh, Benjamin Kramaski. I've got the names, who plays for Inter Miami. He hit it home, and then it, the East would score a goal later. But yeah. I agree with you. This is this is real. They shoehorn this All Star Week. It's not. There's no one really gets time off. LAFC and all the other clubs are busy training, except for the All Stars here. Who it's got to be difficult because they get on a plane. Look, those guys got on a plane from Salt Lake, mm -hmm. came here. It's an honor. They're thrilled to be here. They do get to decompress a bit, but not a lot. They have a training and training. They go to the skills conference. They go to the game. They probably have a dinner, but they don't. Really, it's not. It's it's not a uh, a it's pleasure not, trip. By you don't any get to means. put your feet up. No, all. you don't get to put it up, and then you fly right back. Because remember, LAFC has Charlotte FC, which you can see on KCOP thirteen this coming Saturday. So it's not a break. So you can't call it a break. It's not an all-star weekend. It's an all-star week, but it's important. Uh, LA hosted it last year and it was it was a non-traditional one because we just came back from COVID. Remember LA was supposed to host right. it the year prior. It got pushed back. So it was an anti-climax and it happened. I hope LA gets a chance to do it again. The Galaxy will probably get to do it as a host at some point sooner than LAFC. But this was really well run. Minnesota put their best foot forward. The the skills competition was very well attended. The All Star Game is tonight, so we'll see it. But I'm sure it's going to be great. And it's skills year, is a blast. Yeah, and it's year two of Liga MX, where you can see. And we heard of the League's Cup. Mikel Ariolo was talking to Hercules Gomez and Sebastian Salazar and Mauricio Pedrosa. He's a little worried. 
He's worried. A little worried. Actually, a lot. I wouldn't say a little. But he he's gave, a lot worried. He gave you hard data. He goes six hundred percent investment over the past twelve years. That was the one that stuck out to me from from MLS. But you're right. But he, Sorry, what I still got me goes. We have thirty five players playing in Europe. You MLS had or United States has like one hundred twenty. I know it's incredible. That's a that's a gulf. A lot of data points. And Hercules has been banging this drum for a while. So I think for him, he was probably he had a little bit of a smirk. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I've been saying it, haven't I? Yeah. He's like, listen to what this man's saying. He's running the whole league. So it's. Uh, there's a lot there, and because of that, these opportunities are important, and I guarantee you the players, everyone at League MX is reminded this is an important day. It's almost to the point where it should be a shared all-star space. Only America does all-star games. Right. Everyone frowns it, but now Mexico might be going, it's fun, it's, it's a financial windfall. Right. People get into it, uh, it's different. Well, you were so you did the skills and you did a great job. Was, yeah, Thank you. I have really, to, I have to honestly. No, we we were in the stands for it, and I was. Did like, you hear me screaming? We were keeping the energy up. Um, you had that's a lot, what I was there for. You me. had a lot of good one-liners when guys were doing. I wait. I gotta ask you. I laughed. Thing, before I, I get to, before I get to my real question, did any of the players and some of because some of the things you were like giving little not I wouldn't say snarky, but you were giving good little zingers. Did any of the players look at you and go? I I missed it. There was one where someone whizzed it way over the crossbar, and I laughed and I felt bad because these are all stars. They were really okay, impressive. So you I caught was it. more impressed. So you caught it then, because yeah. I was like, Mexico. I might hear about it later. Okay, you think so? Uh, well, okay, here's my real question. Uh, so you were down there, and you just said, you know, this is, this is an event. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, well, they're not taking it seriously. What was the vibe uh, of the guys down they're there? They're taking the it seriously. Uh, they're having fun, but once the events get closer, I remember Chicharito clapping like he's on the field. Going, Come on, guys, firing mm -hmm. them up. I was like, yeah. And then the celebration, that crossbar challenge, which started by accident. I got to, to host it in 2019 in Orlando, and they had all these skills because they were trying. It was like trial and error. Oh, right. This was you could get points if you hit targets, yeah. but if you hit the crossbar, you got the most. And, and all everyone the kept like, launching crossbar, the crossbar. Baby. And you realize that when you go to a training, everyone's aiming for the crossbar. I literally saw it on Tuesday with the All-Stars. Carlos Vela got a ball. He looked up. I'm gonna try to hit that crossbar. It's like more satisfying to hit a crossbar than it is to put a ball in the back of the net. There's a, yeah, because there's just a lot. It's it's tactile. It's like it hit ping. You get the yeah. little ping. That's a great about. way to describe it. So they realized let's make a crossbar challenge. They had this this cushion so they couldn't really see what they got. I thought that was do. a mistake. They've got to get the crossbar mm -hmm. and then just have it illuminated like the, the the puck was in the NHL and or makes it sound like the or maybe me going yes so every time that called the glow bar. The glow bar. Instead That's glow my bar. contribution to. The All-Star Weekend coming up. Max Bredos. So uh, it's, uh, they were into it. And I, people remember, I remember last year in L.A. when Liga MX celebrated when Cabecita Rodriguez hit the crossbar. And they went bonkers. Who? Cabecita. Oh, I didn't know that he's still oh, was the guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought that was a. Sorry. That's a, that's a uh, for those of you. Because uh, we thought he was going to be an LAFC player. Well, and somebody reminded me. They go. Do you think he sits around, oh, my God, I could have been part of that. Maybe. Well, because somebody reminded me because Ilya was here, and they go, remember your take about Ilya and Cabasita way back? I go, not only do I look good for Ilya, but Cabasita not not exactly thriving for Club America. So uh, I thought that that was uh, – Sorry, getting some errant audio coming through. Look at look at Max knowing how to turn the knobs here. Turn the knobs. So – but it's just it's a good reminder how things change so much in our business because we were preparing for a club surrounded, uh, aiming for Cabasita Rodriguez, and then uh, – now it's taken a pivot and a nice pivot. Yeah, now we're it's Gareth Bale, Giorgio Keeling, and, and maybe an MLS history. And Denny Buanga coming through. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, should we talk about that? You and I haven't had a chance to talk about that. Uh, it's um, we have. By the way, before I, I go any further, Vince sat down from a very secret location with Connor Collapses of One Ten Football, and they spoke to Ilya Sanchez to 
document the all-star experience. Second uh, segment. It's the second segment. And Carlos Vela and Carlos Vela, Carlos Vela, as well as uh, Chiqui Palacios are here. They were all there in street clothes, mm -hmm. cheering with the uh, MLS All-Stars at the skills competition. So I think that is their, the most fun they have. They're there. They don't have to play. They can enjoy that. They have great conversations. I saw Carlos next to Walker Zimmerman. Walker Zimmerman with his newborn having a Talker, conversation. Bella and Chicharito, they're all having a good time. Chicharito and all the League MX, they, I mean, they idolize him. They're looking at him. So uh, it's, a, it's a very cool uh, situation for that. So I was going to talk. We were talking about Denny Buanga. You're right. Denny Buanga, the, new, the third and final DP, DP that they can have for this season. Uh, no. He comes from San Etienne, who just got relegated. But his season in San Etienne, when they got relegated, nine goals, six assists last year. Uh, fun stat that I put out there that a lot of people have latched onto. It's not, not no secret. Eight games against the top four in France that season. He had four goals in eight games, including a goal in each game against PSG. So the dude's a big-time player. You can he, say what you will about him getting relegated, but... San Etienne is a, a, a club laced in history. It's, like, I think, regarded as maybe the best-supported club in France. So mm -hmm. it's an absolute tragic that they got relegated. But that's the way it is, and LAFC benefiting by this relegation. They were really bad. That's the only thing that gives me pause. San Etienne had such a bad year. Yeah. It wasn't Buanga's fault. He was like the bright spark of it, right. but he was a bright spark of a miserable campaign. But that miserable campaign put San Antiano in a situation where they had to sell a player, maybe for less than market value, a player that wants to leave. He doesn't want to go to Ligue 2. No, yeah, when that happens, it's like, yeah, he's gonna I'm, go too, I'm too good for that. I, he's probably was already looking at it saying, well, how do I get into the top four as a player? I mean, I should maybe be looking at the Monaco's, the PSG's. Uh, I know Stan Stetschko reported with The Athletic that actually this, this goes back a while. LAFC's been tracking Denny Boanga for a while. That's every thing. They, they, yeah. These are not things it that always, click, except maybe for Gareth Bale. It's just like, hey. Gareth yeah. Bale's the only one that like, I know how many windfalls are LAFC going to get? Giorgio Chiellini, hey, we didn't, Italy didn't make it. I'll go to LA. Denny Boanga, I'm down. Sonic I'll go to LA. Uh, Gareth Bale's like, yeah, my contract's up. You reach I got to get ready out. for the World Cup. Yeah, reach out to LAFC, see, see what they think. It's impressive. I will say this, too. Like, Luis Suarez says he wants to get ready for the World Cup. He went to play in Uruguayan football. I would say Gareth Bale is preparing himself a lot better than Luis Suarez. All due respect. Yes. Playing Rentistas and Danubio. Uh, if they get knocked out of the South American Cup, which they're playing this week, then it's a real problem. And I think they will. They need to turn over a second leg. And I could be wrong by the time you're listening to this mm -hmm. podcast. But Buanga's also a, a, a move. For the future, and, and far be it for us to say this. Now in the future, for sure. In his prime. Carlos Vela is on for 18 months. Maybe that's the end of his contract. If he goes a little longer, he's going to be 35, 36. It's gonna, the end is coming into view mm -hmm. at some point. He still looks amazing. Maybe he's, uh, he's the, the, uh, the exception. But th that is coming. So LAFC are looking to ahead to the post-Carlos Vela era. And I'm not saying Buanga is that replacement, but he is part of that next thing because he's 20. You know? No, no, I'm agreeing. I'm actually going to agree but with But he's, he's 27. I think he's... He's, he's, not, he's not a guy you're going to sell on. This I, is a guy that you their intention is to keep as an LAFC shirt. So although you don't know a lot about Denny Buanga, everything would tell you now mm -hmm. that this is a guy, if you're an LAFC supporter, is going to be with the club for the long haul. Looking at his numbers, looking at his profile, hearing from people that have watched him extensively, I'm going to agree with you. I think that this is a Carlos Vela-esque signing, but he's not. He's obviously uh, he's born in France, but is uh, plays for the Gabon national team. So Carlos Vela, Mexican national team, LA, just everything about it. You're like, oh my God, screams it. But in terms of just what the product is on the 
pitch and a football player and coming in his prime, Danny Boonga is a lot like the Carlos Vela signing in terms of a DP. This is not Diego Rossi. This is not even Brian Rodriguez, who you would say went even more young. This is this guy's ready now. He's going to contribute now. And one of the best things is he went through his whole preseason with San Antonio, played 90 minutes in their first game. He's only the only fitness he's going to need is the time that he spent between getting his visa and getting on that plane to get on the pitch. So he's ready to go. Yeah. And this is not like Gareth Bale and Giorgio Chiellini. You had to build slowly. He's going to be ready to go. And I think in terms of being the finished product, he's flat out ready to go and will be one of the best players in this league. Wow, great sell. By the way, you mentioned Diego Rossi. There was a, a player named Diego Rossi who plays for the New York City. But he's a right FC. back. He's a right back. Long when hair. I heard, when I heard the substitution. From New I, York City. I perked up. Robert. I was like, excuse me? I got to, I will say, during the broadcast, I got to sing the Diego Rossi song, but for this Diego Rossi, which didn't really have any, didn't apply because he didn't score the first goal against the Sounders. You know what's funny? But it was good to sing that song again. In non-LAFC uh, things, there's been a lot of fun. Um, LAFC stuff. I don't know if you got to see the Walker Zimmerman announcing the uh, the skills challenge. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's been been fun. So little, sprinkling little black and gold nuggets all throughout the uh, thing. But, but it, good good man that Walker Zimmerman. We, for everyone who's been here from the beginning, and for those who've not, to talk about hey, we started with Walker Zimmerman and Diego Rossi, and now they've already been elsewhere for two years, and now we're getting new players, and the history of this club is happening before our eyes. It's exciting. Makes you feel a little old too, because you want to. You don't want the clock to go too fast. I got a chance to catch up with Walker, which was a cool moment. First of all, because he remembered me. Thank God. How, imagine how awkward that would have been. Hey, Walker, who are you? Yeah. Vince. Uh, but I got the chance to tell him the, the stat that I shared with you was the fact that he's played more for Nashville than LAFC. He goes, isn't that wild yeah. how time flies? He goes, you know, the Where's bubble it? and everything, it just happened so fast. And then I got to ask him about Tucker, who we all got to see on the broadcast. Who I, I went to Walker yesterday. I go, dude, your baby looks exactly like you. He goes, you think? I go, Yes, it is Walker's face on this little cute frame. Walker's a good-looking guy, so that Tucker's got some good things to look forward to. Got some uh, good DNA going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I could not be happier for Walker. Uh, financially, very well set. Mm -hmm. Nashville's struggling a bit right now, but that's a club with uh, high hopes, new stadium, and he's going to be heading to the World Cup where he might start every game for the U.S. Yeah. He might. He's going to start some games. I mean, he's really picked up that Captain America mantle. I know we used to just kid around. But, Unbelievable. Mean, the, the man was... Remember, he was an Atlanta United player. That's, you know, so everyone goes, LAFC, you, you jettisoned. Well, we weren't the first to do it. But, uh, you know, that trade will always come up. But it was a different team. Uh, FC Dallas, not Atlanta. FC Dallas, I'm sorry. You must have Miles Robinson. I was thinking, but FC Atlanta. Dallas. But. Yeah. No, but he, look, he was very... I mean, without Walker Zimmerman, I, I, I don't know if this... I don't know if the national team makes the World Cup. I mean, remember, remember Yikes, just... That's terrifying. Well, remember, it was like center back after center back falling off and, and then a guy would come in like chris richards would come and have a good game and we all go that's the guy we need that guy we need him start injured and the only guy that was like really the consistent tried and true through every game was walker zimmerman we're not trying to make you sad lafc fans we've got some great center backs well now, we're not so. making you sad you're making me happy because yeah. i didn't want to miss the world cup nope i mean we know some lafc supporters uh have different national allegiances but for those who support the united states they don't want to go through that no you want Mexico, you want the United States, you want Canada, all you want CONCACAF to be represented. We, look, we want even the, even the El Salvador and Honduras to get in there sometimes because there's some good young talent, and it, it makes the league better too. You and I have talked about that as, as El Salvador has kind of re... El Salvador, both El Salvador and Honduras had to start from square one, right? They had to really kind of look at it again. I think they've started to see what they have to do, um, and a lot of those guys are coming through MLS and making their national teams better. I think Marco Garces is the one that shared that with us. Yes, yes. Uh, four CONCACAF teams going to the World Cup. That's good. And with all these countries are developing. Maybe they don't hit their targets, but 
a high tide, you know, lifts yeah. all boats and the USA and Mexico and Canada lifted. And these are games now that are important for El Salvador and Honduras. Honduras is a very good program. They're hitting a bad spot, but mm -hmm. they'll be back. There's so much talent down there. And uh, they'll be back with uh, a lot of good games on the calendar. And look, CONCACAF improves. There's as many CONCACAF teams in the World Cup as there are Comebol teams. So that's something to hang your hat on. So uh, this Looking is Looking at you, Peru. No. <laughs> Peru. That was a tough game. Oh, I met a lot of Peruvians. Uh, hard to watch. Yeah, because it was hard to watch. That, I don't think they recognize their team. Yeah. And I think that's the saddest part. It's one thing to lose, but it's another thing to lose and go, who is this? That's yeah. not the way we play. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. So the All-Star Week is a, is a great experience. Next year, it's going to be in Washington, D.C. Yep. I uh, highly I recommend. Agree. We saw a lot of LAFC folks. I saw Jeff Huber there. Uh, a lot of people who cover the team up here as well. And it's a great place to schmooze. I haven't had time to schmooze, which I'm a little disappointed. I haven't had a chance to get my drink on either, quite Ma frankly. I'm, Max has I've, been I've not so been hung over this whole week. Busy. I saw Max <laughs> for about 15 minutes after like the first day we were here. And other know, than MLS, that, I have not seen you. With this new broadcast, I guess I should be buoyed by the fact that MLS has asked me to do these things. So I'm thrilled. Good. But it doesn't mean anything. But uh, the broadcast deal is going to be exciting, but we're still kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. It is, the, it is a, a hot topic in and around whispers and yeah. a lot of people wondering what's going to go on. I think a lot of our fans are wondering what's going to go on because they, they care about you. They want to hear your, your broadcast. They want to hear your call. And but I, I, I'm happy. I, when you told me all the things you were doing, I said, wow, that sounds like a lot. But I said, hey, if they're calling you, because this is a showpiece event, that, that, that you're, on their, you're on their mind. Yeah, so don't screw it up is what I thought. Yes. <laughs> so far, so which good. Which is the correct, but I'm gonna be which doing is the correct reaction. I'm going to do the All-Star game, and I still have one chance to foul it up. I think I'm, I'm clear on my first two obligations. Good. So uh, it's uh, the All-Star game is a great place to come out and see a lot of people. We have a great community in, in that cover this sport, you know, whether it's uh, – I saw Imad last night. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's Joe photographers, whether it's producers, on-air – administrators, uh, they're good people. So mm -hmm. I always enjoy it. I wish I got to ch share a little bit more with them, but so be it, we'll get to do it another time. next time. Yeah, so check out it all, sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's a good hoot, and these are gonna get bigger and better because stuff like this, um, the resources. M uh, this is well attended too. This is well attended. And look, MLS has its flaws, and it has a perception that it shakes all the time, but you can't deny it. You know, these MLS detractors, they go, oh, I don't watch MLS. Oh, they watch it for young players. Look, you gotta, you gotta tune in. It's it's, it's good. Oh, there's no defending. Por favor, por favor. Giorgio would beg to differ. Who wants fifty? I mean, did you everyone see Everton Chelsea this weekend? Oh God, yeah. Uh, I West will Ham say Man City. I, I I got up early to watch my hammers. I was barely fighting to keep my eyes open. I will say when we talk about defending, the one thing that we have to learn, and Giorgio Chiellini's teaching us along the way. When defenders know the rules, they can do things like he did in that RSL yes. game. Can we explain something quick? That was a tactical move. And I think genius. It, I think it even goes beyond it because I think he knew that Eddie Segura was coming in soon. And he, and he was like, okay, this is going to be my last couple plays in the game. Oh, no, I'm not going to get beat and possibly give up a goal here. So I'll, I'll take the yellow because that's the trade-off. So for a center back, and Georgia Kalini knows this well because I believe this happened in a Champions League game. Two minutes in, he slipped and fell and the ball was rolling and he went and grabbed it. And no one batted an eye there in Europe. It's funny the amount of people that are saying, oh, he's making a mockery in our league. No, no, in Europe, no one batted an eye because here's the trade-off. He gets a yellow card. Hey, guess what? You're a center back that now has to play 88 minutes or whatever it is through that game on a yellow card. But in this instance, it was later in the game. I think he knew he was coming out. So he goes, I'm not going to get beat here. It's at midfield. The worst that he can do to me is give me a yellow card. I'll take it. I'll go off the field. Fresh legs, Eddie Segura, no yellow card. Wipe the slate clean. And there we go. 
So in order to, as I, I texted him after, he said, in order to have a dog zo, you need to have a gazo, a goal scoring opportunity. There was no gazo. <laughs> there was no gazo. <laughs> it was nothing. It was the midfield. No one's so. Don't get up in arms. Uh, and I would say, look, there's four. I, I, now I'm going to get myself don't, in trouble. Don't, don't, there's 14. Don't. No, it's not that. I'm saying this. Read the rule book. The soccer rule book is one of the smallest in any major sport. It's 14 laws. You have it in your back pocket right now. You probably could. I think it's like 60 pages. Whereas the so NFL, you do a the NFL rule, rule book is like book. a Bible. Yeah. yeah. If you look, no, if you look up IFAB, who takes care of those rules, uh, he's kind of above FIFA in that way. You look up IFAB rules, laws of the game. You can read through all 14 laws. It's very quick read. It's a little bit, you know, look, there's got to be some nuance to it, right? So it's not as it's not super easy, but you can go through it and you can understand the rules pretty quickly and within there. And what a lot of people were saying, that was such an egregious handball. Nowhere in the letter of the law is a, egregious handball or, uh, 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 let's say, a ham, purposeful handball is, is yeah, in the rules as a red card. Try to keep it simple. That's what we love about this sport. Right. So let's talk about LAFC. The three All-Stars will turn uh, Thursday morning, I presume, back to Los Angeles. Oh, no, they're leaving, they're leaving they're tonight. Right they're leaving tonight. Okay. Yeah. They're leaving tonight. And Carlos Villa did not participate in the skills, which was a, a bit of a Nobody surprise. Nobody was there to watch. He, he was there to watch, but that's okay. They'll all play a, a, a role. There's a lot at stake. You want to beat Liga MX. Uh, MLS beat him in penalties a year ago. So keep the momentum going and, and light the fire under that league, which is great because angry Liga MX is good for MLS in the business. Yep. Uh, then they pushing, pushing everyone forward. Then they get towards the uh, the weekend, and uh, I was right when people were saying people are up in arms. I don't want to be generalizing people, but they were up in arms like Gareth Bale's not starting. Oh, look, we're winning games. We've won five in a row, so don't start. I said he wasn't going to start that road game because he's still working. He wasn't going to start in Salt Lake probably because of the altitude, the celebration. You can see him huffing and puffing after one of the one of the goals. Good that, thing he scored. Oh, what a goal! Yeah, what uh, poor Justin Glad. He's been posterized. I know, and he's actually had a very good season. He's been, he he uh, is there talking about maybe getting back to the national but team. Look, and the he, game, the he game got, got ridiculed, and it was on Twitter. I was like, look, the game's not a bad defender. No, he's not a bad defender. The game got stretched. He tried to he tried to body him a little bit. He found out two things: how strong Gareth Bale is, and how quick he still is. And the skills, and that's something he's done. We're off the ball. So I've watched it so many times. It's amazing what he does to yeah, get an advantage. The little the, he just starts bump. gliding. Yeah. And then he gets in, in, in top speed, and then yeah. the little bump and the touches, the, the tiniest touches, just keeping the ball yes. just that little bit ahead of the defender. Uh, Diego Balado, who called it on Univision, immediately pointed out, this is great when these broadcasters do this, and that's why he's really enjoyable to listen to. He says, Gareth Bale, because when people say, oh, MLS, oh, MLS, he said, and he was accurate because the video came out, he goes, this is the exact play he did against Mark Bar Bartra of Barcelona. He did it in a Real Madrid Barcelona game. Right. Yeah. You skinned, so don't skinned give a player me, like that. Just got by him, got the edge. Don't give me MLS. No, it's not MLS. No. It, it, was the, it was the time of the game. It was a lot of things. But back to your original point about when's Gareth going to start, when's Gareth going to start. I think Steve put it perfectly. He's like, there's two ways you can go about this. You can rush the process and maybe risk injury. Or, and luckily, we have the luxury of waiting. You can do it along slowly. Do it like kind of station to station. And then he's going to have the full fitness and you're not having that same worry. And I think, again, this is a luxury. Gareth Bale is a luxury item, I think, in this. And we can all Luxury player. Everyone He's a luxury them. player. Top clubs have luxury players. And I just, I, as much as we all, we want to see him start, and I want to see him score a hat trick or, or go crazy, Steve Trundle has to win games, and he has to look at his entire squad and say, Gareth, I want to get you. And I think Gareth appreciates this, too, because I know that Gareth wants to win with LFC, and I know that he's looking long-term with LFC, but... He definitely has on his calendar and in his crosshairs the World Cup. 
and any injury now and the Euros. could any injury now could put your World Cup in gender, jeopardy at any point, right? So if he injures himself because he pushes himself too much, and he would do whatever Steve asks, but if Steve says, hey, don't do that, let's get you fully fit, and then that'll make you hitting on all cylinders, one, when we're in their playoffs, and two, when you're going to the World Cup, I think Gareth appreciates a manager that will man-manage him in that way. Oh, you should do a top list of top luxury players in world soccer. That'd be fun. Right. Because clubs have them. Uh, I'm trying to think of some right now, but I will later. I think when, well, we all thought when Messi went to PSG, that was a luxury yeah, player. But kind it turns of. Out, it kind of, but then you realize, uh, who's going to, like, defend from the front if you got Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar? And Mauricio, Poch Nobody. Mauricio Pochettino found that out the hard way. We knew it. We knew it. But he's probably somewhat relieved, I think, at the remember, end like, Yeah, remember like a month in, he was like, I may not be here. And we're like, what? You're going to win Ligue 1? You might remember be going to Remember said, how many trophies like, they win? I go, how about, well, yeah, like one of the He's like, guys, trust French me. League. I, I know exactly what's going to happen here. I think Gareth starts this weekend against Charlotte. What do you think? Not yet? Tuesday. Tuesday. So we have DC United. This is a, a big week. Back-to-back -back home games, both on KCOP 13. Tuesday. And, but, and I think it's not just Gareth's fitness. we got to give a shout-out to how good Mahal has been. Because I think uh, that's the position you might uh, look. Leaps and well, bounds. Mahala and Chicho. The two positions you might look. Because I don't think Carlos is coming. We like out. to call Chicho the Batman of LAFC. The Batman of LAFC. According to In Touch with Steve Chirotolo. Take a listen to it. Speaking of good goals, that, that back heel, the way he yeah. rolled it. What, I have not taquito. seen a goal like that. It was, it was more than that, though. The yeah. role, the, the understanding of space. Uh, I, I did not see it live, but when they showed the other angle, which I think our LAFC guys are the ones that grabbed it, whether it was Joe or Marco. Wow. Incredible. Great stuff. Great stuff. The guy just scores goals. And again, you can say, and I can say it, and I, Steve will say it, we need him to do other things. And you would say that of any player. Look, you're never satisfied with a player's performance, really. You're always saying, what can we do to get better? What can we do to get better? And that's Chicho, right? But... The one caveat, the trump card that he has is, I score goals. And at the end of the day, it's the most important thing to do in this sport. So you can say that, but as long as I'm scoring goals, and he's had another two, but I want to give him credit and, and Mahalo, who I thought set up that second goal for him. That turn, he's, been, he's put nice little extra pieces to his game. He's not just a good shot and a lively dribbler. LSG is getting better. There's a, a spirit about this team. They're, they're now low each other. The center back competition, a comp, combination of Murillo and Chiellini is getting better by leaps and bounds. Yeah, They're so Mario's comfortable. No incredible. one's making a mistake. The goal against Real Salt Lake, Mario was kind of on the hook for, but yep. you know, it's minor. minor deal. They have been rock solid. You have uh, the fullbacks. I, there might be some more rotation there with Cheeky. Obviously, he's going to be locked down to maybe with Franco and Ryan Hollingshead. Mm -hmm. And that three-man midfield came back together with Kellen Acosta returning from suspension. So uh, it could be a very similar lineup, which has uh, served LAFC very well. And they've won five in a row. They're at home. They should beat Charlotte and D.C. United, who are not playoff teams. Not, but, not particularly good on the road. But either. teams don't win seven in a row in Major League yeah, Soccer. That's true. Teams don't win on the yeah, road. LAFC has seven like, road wins. This is Man City-Liverpool territory. It is. If you, if LAFC, i, I got to look at the records, but there's not many winning streaks of that length in mm -hmm. MLS history. A lot of teams that have gone unbeaten for long stretches. Yeah, but, but to seven win straight. seven on the balance would yeah. be perfect. And the gap will grow. Uh, if they do, we don't want to just put these in the wind column because they're going to be cagey. It's going to be tough to crack these teams. I did see someone from Austin. They go, what do you, what do you think? I go, I'm looking forward to that 26 game. We got some games to go yeah. in between there, but yeah. we, we, we're looking forward to playing you. I think that's going to be a great game, and I think that settles things in the these West. These teams are timid because, look, Real Salt Lake, we're in it and on, at home where they don't lose. 4-1, mm -hmm. they're losing. Flip the switch. Yeah. 4-1. Nashville. Uh, LAC wasn't in... in, in 
at any point in that streak. Sporting Kansas City, they were never in any fear that they were going to lose these games. Sporting, I think, used that performance to play well against the Galaxy, but that was probably Sporting's best half. And I told you, we talked about it. We said, you, if you're Peter Vermees and you're like, man, we put our best half together. Oh, wait, we're not winning at the break? And what can Steve Trondolo bring in? And it, exactly how it happened. He made some changes at the break. Guys got their goals. Gareth Bale comes in, makes it happen. Like it, if, you're, if you're at 1-1, nil-nil with LAFC at halftime, I don't know what you. I don't know what you do. So uh, we'll enjoy the All Star game, and then we'll pack our bags. We'll get back to LA. We'll see LAFC, Charlotte. We'll see you at Bank of California Stadium for all of that. So much exciting stuff here. We got to get out of here because they're doing we another do. game here. Uh, otherwise, we could keep talking. We but could. Rate, review, download, subscribe, and tell a friend for Inside LAFC. And I have to say podcast. one more thing. The only reason why we were allowed in this secret location was because team head of team security, Paul, is not here. So Ilya was able to slide us around some security features. I don't think Paul was would have wearing that his happen. 110 football hat. Ilya was wearing his 110 football hat. <laughs> what a not what this, a sweet. Not, this is my hat. He has his own. Yeah, I know. So we'll check in. We'll be back at the Performance Center next week. Probably uh, not on Tuesday. We'll probably, probably on Monday. Yep. So on Monday. we'll get in there. We're and looking. We're, we're efforting. Oka. Okay. I like it. Goalkeeper coach, you guys. And at some point, Gareth Bale will join us because no one can escape the podcast, but we'll get there. No one can escape the That should be our tagline. No one can escape. It's like an escape room. Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast, no one can escape this podcast. There you go. We'll leave it at that. We'll chat with you soon. Coming up, the interview with Connor and Vince with with all-star Ilya Sanchez. Good catch. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast from a very special secret location. And because Max isn't here, it's going to be the Connor and Vince podcast. And we've got you, Ilya Sanchez, who, by the way, this is now your third time on the podcast. You are, you're not just an MLS all-star. You are now Inside LAFC podcast all-star, I, I believe. We have to bestow that on you. Yeah, I think it's the third or the fourth even time that I'm here, but happy to be with you. We did. I have a, we had a little live thing that we did at Media Day. Um, uh, so that would be four for correct. you. Correct. Exactly. You're like a media expert at this point. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> Let's leave it there. <laughs> well, as you guys can tell, like I said, we're in a secret location, but we are here at All Star. We can at least give you guys that. We're here at All Star. We're doing this ahead of the skills competition. Um, so we've got Ilya for just about 15 minutes, um, and we're going to have a little chat about All Star. So let's just to start it off, I've already talked with you about how special it is to be an All Star. So now that you're here, the emotions, the feelings of being an All Star again. I'm excited. Um, that's. Uh the main thing I can say or feel because um, be able to share um, this experience, uh, training sessions and tomorrow's game with um, these kind of players, um, the best uh, on our league. Um, it's exciting and um, special. And this is an experience that you don't really get anywhere else in the world. This is one of the only leagues that'll pick the best of the best to play in a game like this. So like how, how special is it playing in this league and getting recognized for for your playing on the field. I love this league. Uh, since I joined in 2017, uh, my expectations uh, about it uh, were overpassed. I mean, um, everything that uh, involved the league, uh, included the All-Star game, it's uh, or it was new to me. Sure. And, and um, now that it's my second time here, um, it feels exactly the same uh, than in the first time because new faces, uh, new opponents in regular basis that now are uh, teammates, 
uh, for a week, short week, but uh, it's special to, to share a uh, field with them. And, and again, I'm very happy to be here. Well, like we said, this is a very unique opportunity for you. Are there players in which you're excited to, to be sharing with the field with? You can't pick Carlos and Chiqui. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to, to be with uh, Carlos and Chiqui uh, here because we get to share uh, and, and to represent sure. uh, our team. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to name uh, one in particular okay. because uh, they are all uh, great players. But uh, I've got along very well with uh, Drizzy, with sure. Seba, uh, with um, Lucho Acosta, uh, mainly the players that uh, speak Spanish, with Carlos Gil, um, with uh, Rui Diaz. Yeah. Uh, we had the dinner last night and um, we all shared a uh, table. So it's great. And tomorrow is going to be great to also share the field and play against the Mexican um, League All-Star. And um, excited for that too. Do you find it easy to, uh, not just the language, but the language of football, do you find it easy to play with these guys? Because it's a new environment and you guys got to quickly acclimate. You, you have what, you had two days of training, right? Um, so it's just probably a couple things that Adrian gives to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you guys just find it natural because you guys are of that level? I mean, obviously uh, in LAFC, we also have that kind of level. Make sure uh, you get that. There you go. Sorry. We have that kind of level in, mm-hmm. in, in every posi- position on the field pretty much. Like you can compare any of the players in the All-Star with Chicho, mm-hmm. uh, with Brian, with Gareth Bale, um, with Pifu, uh, mm-hmm. with Murillo, uh, Eddie Segura, Giorgio, Chiellini. Uh, so Max uh, on the goal. Um, yeah. You can feel it here too, mm-hmm. but I come from a very good taste um, in, in everyday uh, training and games uh, in my team. So um, not much of a difference in that aspect. Other than here, all the players look the same because they are all number 10s, you know. Uh, <laughs> you said, you've, me- you've mentioned that, yeah. And, and very similar uh, qualities, but uh, yeah, great players uh, also. Um, in so this team. is your second appearance in the All-Star game. Uh, there's a lot of new faces on the roster this year, not just as All-Stars, but to the league. Uh, what's different from now since 2018's appearance in the All-Stars? Well, as you say, um, I think that the majority of the guys here is their first appearance in mm-hmm. the All-Star. And you, a lot of first-timers. Yeah, you would say, no, this player must have been here since forever, no? But uh, uh, the level of the league, uh, it's growing uh, very, very fast. Um, but keeping that balance, no, uh, with uh, all the rules that uh, also exist in the league. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, um, it's uh, again the, the same kind of show or, or um, lineup or squad, yeah. but uh, different faces. That uh, yeah, in my opinion, every year the level is growing. Uh, am I right in saying that? SKC Minnesota was the was that the nice derby the like the nicest the nicest rivalry nicest rivalry right so how do you find yourself now you're back in Minnesota do you enjoy being here what what was what was your I was explaining to to some of my teammates that uh, in 2017 uh, in the old stadium in Minnesota uh, we had a a tough game oh the Gopher Stadium on the turf yeah 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 yeah. it was the college stadium and um, actually the coach Adrian and myself we had. uh, an argument during the game and it was kind of 
the, the ball went out of bounds and then we both went to, to grab that ball and we kind of uh, had a, a, a friendly um, coming together meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, after the game, everything was OK. But uh, yeah, with Kansas City, um, the closest rivalry we had, it, it was Minnesota or Salt Lake or these kind of, of teams. And it's also special to be in this city. Did Adrian remember your guys's coming I didn't, together? I didn't even ask about it because because you want to play, right? I'd rather to leave it this way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of playing, uh, the one weird topic is you guys all have your signature numbers that you guys play with week in week out. Do you get to pick your numbers? Do you or the All Star? Yeah, what number are you wearing? I'm wearing the number eight. Oh, uh, okay. In this occasion, um, and no, no. How do you feel about it? I love it. I love okay. number eight. I love number six. Uh, I don't really care about uh, jersey numbers. Mm -hmm. but, uh, my first appearance here, I was number six. Okay. Uh, and now I'm at number eight. Uh, I care about jersey numbers. Like I'm a snob about it. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, because I was like, yeah, I kind of like the All Star kit. And I knew that you were going to be our guest. And I was like, maybe I'll get an Ilya All-Star kit because to, <laughs> to, to honor you. But then I was thinking, yeah, but what if he ends up with a number I don't like? Yeah. Like, like, what if you end up, I mean, no offense to anyone that wears like 15, but 15 is just not a number that I like. But so eight I, is it, a, it's, it's oh, a, it's a classic. Cool number, yeah. Did you wear eight at any time? Like, because no, you, you grew up in an academy with, with Barca where I'm assuming your numbers were yes. dictated by, by them very strictly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were you always six or were you four? Yeah, in Barcelona, my position on the field, the defensive midfielder position, um, back in the days was number four. Uh, so I started with that number or the 14, just mm -hmm. because of four. Uh, I think Thiago was wearing the, the four in the second team. So um, then I moved to the six uh, and I played with the 13 in Germany and 19 in Elche back uh, in Spain. So um, six uh, is my number since I joined the league. Um, and of course in NLAFC, uh, that's the, my number two, but uh, uh, no, here is not going to be the number eight and I love it too. So It's still good. We're, I'm good. I'm, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Not that you needed my approval. No, but <laughs> I'm glad I have it. Yes. You talked about Adrian Heath a little bit, but coming into a new environment, you don't get an opportunity to, to not only be with new teammates, like you said, but with a different coaching staff and just a completely different environment. How fun is that? Just being able to come in, new group of guys and just no real pressure it's fun and no pressure until the game, game time yeah. uh, comes no um, training sessions has been uh, uh, amazing and and we've uh, uh, got um, some experience uh, around the players and the coaching staff but uh, the real time um, is going to come tomorrow and um, then it's uh, no fun anymore and competition is starting. Just work. So work. one of the reasons why we have just like a short time with Ilya is because he's going to the skills competition. He really wants to go, but he really wanted to be in it. Yes, I wanted to participate. You did. And you told us the same thing you said, like there's too many number 10s. So that's why they all got in it. But I want to ask you then, if you were going to be in it, what event would you really want to participate in? What, what would be your best? And then what would be the one that you're like, maybe not for me? I'm not. Uh, I don't know what are the stations or the or the uh, events that uh, we're gonna. So there's uh, like the challenge where you gotta you gotta be uh, from like the penalty spot and you're trying to hit corners for better points okay. and they got the moving target. Um, I believe there's like the challenge where you're gonna chest trap and try to volley it into like a farther. Then there's the crossbar challenge. Yeah, crossbar. Something like that. Maybe long balls, uh, 
kind of trying to hit uh, some uh, long, long, long right. range balls and long passes, no? something you, like that. You know, you know, while you're while we're all here, um, I didn't get to do the coaches show that you normally see me do every Tuesday. <laughs> uh, Jordan Harvey took over for me, and Jordan Harvey has set up a little golf course for Steve. So I think after you watch the episode, maybe we should. Give, run you through the golf course because I I've talked to you about this how like the golf clubs and the loft and the spin I just feel like the way you play that that would just be perfect so maybe we run you through that I heard that well I don't want to give anything away but I heard your coach did fairly well um, so maybe maybe we get maybe we get a just a reoccurring competition in that regard I'm in and, and who knows maybe next year when you're an all-star for the third time this is your uh this is your marketing tool to get MLS to have you participate in the skills challenge. Oh, this is true. So if you're an LAFC fan and you want Ilya to be in the skills challenge next year, which we know he'll be playing at the level, but you got to get out there <laughs> <Okay>. and vote. <laughs> no, and, and that's on us, uh, not uh, only on, on the fans and, and, and LAFC people, but uh, also on, on us to keep this track that uh, we are having this season so far. And um, the most important time is coming. Um, and hopefully we can lift the trophies. So this will come out after the game happens. So I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to force you to give me a score prediction because I know you probably won't anyways. But just tell me how you think the game goes. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, they have a lot of quality. Um, they have intensity. They have uh, everything uh, a team needs to to compete and to be um, strong. Um, and I think that we have also uh, quality, uh, a lot of power, uh, especially in front. Uh, and uh, if we can keep the balance uh, within the team, uh, both lineups, um, I think that uh, we are going to be close to, to win the game. Uh, if you want a result, 1-0. Oh, that's enough. okay. But, and but an Ilya Sanchez last-minute winner. <laughs> from the spot from the spot you walk up and you're like i got the ball you know no. what you know what'll be crazy if that actually happens if that actually happens you might need to come to us for lottery numbers <laughs> uh but this has been the connor and vince podcast for the second half with the all-star Ilya, who is now a podcast all-star we got to get you some kind of kit for that we'll figure that out i'll leave that to max max is a stylish character he does have a great hat uh we'll have some of those uh maybe we'll give some of those out when we do uh, when 110 football, like I pre and post it. game. They're great, so that's why I'm wearing it. Thank you. I, how can I, how, <laughs> like, how else can we wrap it up? Uh, but again, this is, this is Inside LAC, the Connor and Vince or Max and Vince podcast. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Check out this guy, All-Star Game. If you haven't watched it, you can watch it back, ESPN. We will see you guys next week.